Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. The words are powerful. Words are powerful. Your words are powerful. When you agree with the foreign king, when you make yourself in alignment with him by by agreeing with what he's saying, you're going to have what he says, that foreign king says. But when you let your words align with the king of glory, you're going to have what he says. He says you're healed. So you say, I say I'm healed. He said I'm blessed. I say I'm blessed. He said I'm more than a conqueror. I say I'm more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. Regardless of how you feel. He said I'm righteous. I say I'm righteous. Regardless of what you see, regardless of what the circumstances, when you agree with the king, you will have the king's answer. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. All right, well, welcome once again, everybody here and everybody also joining us from online, our online community. Thank you guys so very much for being a part of today's service. Wherever you are from all around the world, we appreciate you so much. Thank you for your faithful listening and viewing. And thank you for sending in your prayer request and also your financial contributions to the ministry. A little bit goes a long way and we do appreciate you guys so very much. We are praying for you. Praise the Lord. And when you communicate with us, we'll be sure also to communicate back with you. We love you guys so much and welcome once again to our services. Well, as you know, everybody, we've been in a series entitled Rediscovering the Kingdom, Rediscovering the Kingdom. And this is actually part number six, the sixth part in that series. And we're we're going strong. So, oh, oh yeah, I need to tell you next week we'll have the ministry of Pastor Nelson Robertson. Praise the Lord. He'll be with us on next week. Let's give God a hand of praise for him. So online community, you'll be hearing from him next week. And then following that, we'll have the ministry of Pastor, Pastor Sumiko Stroud. Sumiko Stroud, and she'll be here with us the following week. Let's give God a hand of praise for her. And I cannot wait for you to hear the ministry that comes from my wife. Oh, it's going to be so thrilling for these two very, two, very, two powerful uh, man and woman of God. It's going to be awesome. So you guys make sure that you are here to hear that rich word. Amen. And then, of course, I'll be back, the Lord willing. Praise Jesus. We're excited online community. All right. All right. Well, let's go back to the book of Mark, Mark, Mark 1, verse 14 and 15. And uh, this has been our theme verse as we're going through the series. Say with me, no more toil, no more struggle, no more worry. I receive the kingdom of God. Amen. All right, let's go. Mark. One, Mark, the first chapter, verse 14 and 15, it read like this. Now, after after that, John was put in prison. Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the what? The gospel of the kingdom of God. Verse 15 and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. What gospel are we believing? Well, the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of the kingdom. This was the message that Jesus Christ came to bring, the gospel of the kingdom. And of course, we know that we can only enter the kingdom of God. You, can, you, can, you can't enter the kingdom or you can't see the kingdom of God, except you go through the king. You must be born again. 
So because Jesus is the king of the kingdom and now he is here. Hallelujah. He opened the door to the kingdom of God. So the Lord says we must repent and believe the kingdom. There are so many resources so much that we're going to talk about in this series that God has given to you as being a kingdom citizen. Rights and privileges belong to you to inherit from the kingdom of God. Not only to have a mansion when you, uh, when you go home to be with the Lord, but also to enjoy his presence, enjoy his fullness right here in this time. Hallelujah. This is the kingdom of God. And this is why we're going to look at this too. This is why the Bible declares that since the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent take it by force. People are entering into the kingdom violently. They are taking things violently. Why is that? Why are we forcefully advancing? Because people are beginning to discover that the kingdom way, Jesus's way, is more valuable than the way of that of mammon. There's so much more to the kingdom of God. Remember, Jesus said you cannot serve two masters. You cannot serve two kings. You can either serve one or the other. You can hold to the one or despise the other. But you cannot serve both God and mammon. You cannot serve the king, God, God, father, king. You cannot serve him and the devil at the same time. You can't. So you must pick, you must choose the superior kingdom. And, what, and when what you say lines up with what you do, I'm telling you, power flows. When what, we, uh, when what, has the, when the, what the Lord has said lines up with our lives, when we line up our confession and our life along with what he is saying, I'm telling you, power flows. And we looked at that on last week. Let's go back to uh, Matthew 6, Matthew 6. Let's look at this one more time. Matthew 6, verse, um, verses 31 through 34, and it reads like this. Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or whitherwithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. And I love that smiley face there, right? For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his what? righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you verse 34 take therefore no thought for the morrow for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof again verse 33 we've been looking at this looking at this formula the formula of the kingdom seeking seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness Seeking means to pursue, right? To go after, to keep looking until you find it. I give you the example about the woman who lost her purse there at the food bank. She didn't, when she said it, she came to me and said, I lost my purse. It's a black purse and I don't know what I did with it. Well, what did I do? I got on the microphone and I told everybody, please look around for this black purse. This, uh, this woman has her ID in it, her money in it, all the stuff is in, in her purse. Well, once I said the announcement, what did she do? Did she just sit down and do nothing? No, she got up and she continued to look around for her purse. And she didn't stop looking until she found her purse. And I told you where she found it, in her car. But she kept looking until she found it. 
you gonna, you're going to keep pursuing. You must pursue the kingdom of God. You must pursue his righteousness. And as you, in your pursuit, in your seeking, as you go after it, everything that you have need of will be added unto you. Be added unto you. So we've been talking about for the last couple of weeks, last week, and we'll also talk about today, talking about pursuing the righteousness. We'll be talking about pursuing the kingdom just shortly as we go through this, because there are many kingdom principles um, that the Lord Jesus demonstrated in his life that we're going to need to pursue after and follow after. Uh, Kingdom principles like speaking, uh, kingdom principles uh, as the Lord as the father demonstrated there into Abraham's life, that father is one who speaks things that be not as though they were speaking with boldness and speaking with authority, not speaking the things that are, but speaking things that uh, that shall be speaking things that uh, when I say speaking thing, not speaking things that are. That is, if you're sick, you're not just saying I'm sick, I'm sick, I'm sick. But you are speaking what the Lord has already proclaimed and announced in heaven. Remember, Jesus is our king, right? He is our king. And we must speak in line with what the king is saying with his decrees and his edicts. We must say what he is saying. So if the king says the sky is purple, we say the sky is purple. His thoughts are have have to become our thoughts. So he says you're healed. We say we are healed. We agree with what our king says. Uh, I'm not sure if I've told you not, but there was a king. I'm going to have to find it. There's a king that had. um, that made an official de- uh, an official decree that his foot, his actual foot would be the measure of one foot in the kingdom. So when they began to measure things that this is 12 feet or 13 feet long, it was a measure of the king's foot. And the king's foot was the official measure of what a foot was. So everything else had to line up with that measure. In other words, the king set the standard. The king says, this is this, and everything else complied with it. So in a kingdom, we must comply with the Lord's standard, with his standard of life, his standard of holiness, his standard of righteousness, with his way. And when we comply with what he is saying, we will receive our kingdom benefits. We will receive our kingdom inheritance. Everything the kingdom has to offer will be granted unto you. And remember, a king, uh, one of his responsibilities is taking care of his citizens, taking care of the citizens. So the king provides um, for what's called a commonwealth. You've heard that before in a kingdom, the commonwealth of the kingdom. That is, he makes sure that everybody has wealth. He makes sure that everybody is provided for. And the king also provides an army, an army for the protection of its citizens. Ordinary citizens were not a part of the army. By the same token, there are, as we are citizens of the kingdom of God, uh, we have an army. God has an army called the army of angels, the heavenly host that encamp about us as we are citizens in his kingdom. Now, God's kingdom is not uh, like the uh, kingdoms of the world. Now, the kingdom of the world, you, you were called uh, a citizen there. You would call them a subject. You are you are a subject and the kings in this world are born of what they call noble birth. 
Uh, kings are not elected. They are born into position, right? If you're part of the royal family, then you are, then you may be in line to be the, eventually the king or the queen if you're in the royal family. But everybody else in the king, kingdoms of this world, if you're not born in the royal family, you, you are then subject to those that are of royal birth. So they may call you a subject. But in the kingdom of God, we're not subjects. We're actually all a part of the royal family. Isn't that something? That's why the Bible declares that we are, that the Lord Jesus is the king of kings. And he is the Lord of lords. Lord means a ruler, landowner. One who's been given official authority to take authority over a region, over a dominion. You are a king and a lord. So in God's kingdom, we're not peasants. Hallelujah. We're not subjects. We're all actually a part of the royal family. So every one of us, every one of us, the Lord has declared kings. He has said to us, uh, as he did into, to man in the very beginning, as with Adam and Eve, he said, have dominion. Well, you give dominion to a king and <laughs> you give dominion. Hallelujah. Regardless of your gender, if it makes you feel better, ladies, you can say queen. Praise the Lord. But God has given to all of us a dominion, a territory to rule for him, a territory to rule. Hallelujah. To bring forth the influence of heaven. Well, might as well go this way since we're here. Remember in the very beginning, God, uh, man was not made to occupy heaven. Man was made to occupy the earth. Man was made for earth. Remember, man was formed out of the dust of the ground, not out of the stars of heaven. God created man's body, man to rule, to colonize the earth. Remember, to bring the rule and reign of heaven to earth. Remember, Jesus said that. We said this a number of times in Matthew, the sixth chapter, that it, it is a part of, the, part of the kingly prayer, the model prayer, the Lord's prayer that we call it, that the Father's kingdom would come, his will will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Well, that takes place when you colonize an area. Uh, here in the earthly kingdoms, when Great Britain went out and the other uh, kingdoms of the world, when they wanted to establish another colony, if somebody was already living over there, they would send out an ambassador. First, the armies would go forth and, and uh, the armies would take over and, and things of that nature. And then once the armies took over, they would send over um, uh, a governor. The governor would then rule and bring the culture of that king to that place. And then everybody, if they were pygmies there, what have you, maybe, they, maybe uh, in, in those tribes or places and they were wearing clothing, I don't know, you know, they may be wearing tribal clothing, I don't know, let's put it that way. They were wearing their indigenous clothing. Well, once the governor comes and sets up and uh, the colony begins to be formed, then everybody there will wear the official garments of the kingdom. They would begin to look like they came from uh, the motherland, so to speak. They would begin to dress like the king. They would begin to speak the official language of the kingdom. Everything would begin to change. Everything would begin to change because they would model that new colony after the kingdom. So that when the king would come there, he would see the same things in that colony as you would see in the kingdom. 
Well, that's the same thing the Lord told us to do. He said, he said to Adam and Eve in the very beginning, have dominion, have dominion, have rule, have the influence of heaven. And the governor that the father sent to the earth was the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit would be the one who would lead man into forming the earth like that, like to make it look exactly like it is there in heaven, a heavenly place. Well, when man sinned, man, mankind fell away from his relationship with God. He actually committed high treason, which is the worst thing that you can do. Adam was God's representative in the earth. Adam and Eve were God's representatives. And so they, uh, again, they, they committed high treason. They revoked their citizenship of heaven, and they actually submitted unto under another king, under Satan. Well, because they were then slaves uh, under Satan, under Satan's control and rule, and Satan was now their king, they were in the kingdom of darkness, a slave does not own anything. What the slave has now belongs to the master. So whatever Adam and Eve possessed, their rule, their dominion, now was given over to the devil. That was a big thing. And not only did Adam and Eve lose the kingdom, lose their dominion, lose their, their right to rule and to reign, they also kicked out the governor. The governor is the Holy Spirit. The governor was sent, the Holy Spirit was the one sent to help form and shape the earth with the atmosphere of heaven. Well, because Adam and Eve turned the keys over to the enemy and, and Satan didn't want the spirit there. Well, what happened? Did the Holy Spirit leave the, leave the man, uh, leave mankind, leave the earth? Well, he came back from time to time, but not upon the entire planet, but, but upon different people. You'll see in the Old Testament how the Holy Spirit came upon this person or came upon this king. He would never enter in and he was only there for a moment. He came upon them and then he would leave, came upon them and then he would leave. Setting up, he was trying, well not trying, but he was setting up kingdom order throughout the generations because the Lord would send the Messiah, Jesus Christ, right? Who would come and restore the kingdom. He, the, the, father, the only way the father could restore the kingdom is if he had another Adam. That's why the Bible calls Jesus the last Adam. So when Jesus Christ was born, born of a virgin, and he grew and he became a man, and you see him there, uh, baptized in the river Jordan, and the Holy Spirit coming upon him, the governor has returned. Hallelujah. He didn't just come upon him, he came in him. Praise God. Jesus filled with the Holy Spirit. And so he's the king of the kingdom coming to restore the kingdom that was lost in the very beginning. Now he has the governor with him. And upon his death, burial, and resurrection, he would send the governor out back into the world. This is why Jesus came preaching, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. He has come to restore the kingdom, the things that Adam and Eve lost. Praise God. He defeated Satan. He defeated the kingdom of darkness. And now we as his ambassadors, now we as sons and daughters of God are to go forth, take dominion, take authority, casting out the influence of darkness and calling in the influence of heaven everywhere we go. Hallelujah. 
This is why we can take authority over sickness, over disease, over poverty. This is why we can take authority over these things and command them to go in the name of Jesus, in the name of our sovereign king, Jesus, and it must go. Hallelujah. Because a superior kingdom is now present. The kingdom has been restored. Now, Satan is still here, but he's here illegally now. He's here illegally. The territory has been claimed. It has been claimed by sovereign rule, but that doesn't stop him from trying to rebel against the kingdom of God. So even though the territory has been claimed, the name of Jesus, his blood has been shed all legally. This has been legally done. The enemy has been legally cast out. The power and authority has been given to Jesus because the father said after Jesus' ascension, he ascended on high and he gave gifts unto men and he gave his apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, evangelists. He gave all of those gifts for everybody for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry till we all come into that one place of the agreement, uh, be formed into the stature and the, and the nature of the son of God so we would all grow up into him becoming full sons and daughters with rights and privileges, moving and operating in the earth today. All that's a part of the kingdom that the Lord Jesus came to restore. Again, this is why he says that you shouldn't worry about anything. Just first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything that you have need of will be added unto you. But this message has been lost by you know, we we've I've heard in ministries not calling any names and all this stuff. The main thing has been prosperity. Well, that is definitely a part of the kingdom, but it is not the sole kingdom message. You're going to need money to do what God has called you to do. Surely you will. And there are other things that, that we can talk about. But the, the main theme of the Lord Jesus Christ's ministry is the kingdom of God. Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, there's a superior kingdom that's here. God's given you a dominion, an authority, and the first place you're going to take authority over is this flesh. Hallelujah, is this flesh. Is the enemy, just because Jesus is in your heart now, he's your Lord, he's your savior, he's your king, does that mean the devil's gonna stop? Stop trying to tempt you? Stop trying to control you, no, but you always have to put him back in place. And you can do that as long as you're under right relationship with your king. Got it? Thank you, Holy Spirit, for making that so plain. So we've been looking at this formula that Jesus gave us here in, uh, in verse 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So we've been talking, let's talk a little bit more about seeking his righteousness, seeking his righteousness. Now we learned that power is released when flesh comes into proper alignment with the spirit. When your flesh comes into alignment with your spirit, when your soul, now your flesh is governed by your soul, right? Because you tell your body what to do, right? Um, my goodness. And that's something the Holy Spirit has to deal with our soul, with our mind, because there are different, different things that we can see that's going to cause us to have different reactions. And many of us have fuses. We have triggers, right? We see something. One person will see one thing and it doesn't bother them. But the next person sees something and it does bother them. 
because of different triggers that we have in our lives. Somehow, we, the enemy has trained our brain. We've allowed the enemy to train our brain because, remember, we've grown up under the system of darkness. We've grown up under the system uh, of the controlled by the enemy. So he indoctrinated us with his system, with his lies. And so in order, to us, in order for us to fully function as kingdom citizens, we must now receive truth. Remember, Jesus said, if you continue my word, then, you are, then you, will you be my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free or make you free. Well, what is he talking about? Because we've labored under the lie of the kingdom of darkness. We've been lied to. We've received those lies hook, line, and sinker. Now the Lord said, continue what I'm telling you. Continue in the message of the king and receive the truth of God's word. Believe what he's saying to you, and you're going to reprogram your soul, reprogram your thinking. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. We're going to reprogram because you cannot fully function as a kingdom citizen thinking with the mindset of the kingdom of darkness. Now, your soul can be saved. You can go to heaven. You can say, you can say, Lord, I receive you, Jesus. You are my Lord. You are my king. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you can be so excited about Jesus, but yet and still live weak and defeated lives. It's possible. It's possible. I've seen Christians running from the devil and, oh, poor me. Oh, wretched me. But I love Jesus and I can't wait till Jesus comes and takes me home. I cannot wait till I see my Lord. And I understand what they're saying. Hallelujah. Surely I do. And surely there is a divine resting place. But God made you to be a conqueror. An overcomer. But see, again, it's possible for us to be saved and be ignorant of the kingdom of God, the kingdom that Jesus came to establish, to reestablish the order that he came to reestablish in the earth. Now, here's something else I want to bring you to. Man was created for the earth to rule and reign the planet. That was God's intent in the beginning, and that's God's intent now. When Jesus comes back in the millennial reign of Christ, he's going to rule the earth. And eventually he's going to lock Satan up for a thousand years and then he's going to let him loose. And then the enemy is going to go out and, and do things and the Lord's going to burn it up and this all stuff's going to be over with. But his intent to colonize the earth with this presence where his whole where the whole earth is covered with his glory. That's that's still in force. That's what he still wants to do. I believe our mansion is going to be here in the earth. Now, we'll be able to go back and forth to heaven. Glory to God. I believe we're going to uh, be able to travel through the solar system and all the places, every place that God has created for us to see. Surely all this beauty, we won't be bound to the earth, but I believe our mansions will be here in the earth. The beauty that you can see, the wonder that you can see right now on this planet. There are some beautiful, beautiful places that is nothing compared to what shall be. It's nothing compared to what was. Remember, all the beauty you see here is a fallen world. This has fallen. You say, man, that's a beautiful stream. Man, that's a beautiful river. Man, the beautiful mountains, the beautiful this and that. All this is fallen beauty. It is nothing in comparison to what was and what shall be. 
You'll be able to explore the whole earth, explore what's under the ocean in a body that can never drown. It can never grow old. <laughs> Hallelujah. You'll be able to walk on the water like your Lord did. Hallelujah. And if you want to eat, you can do that too. Glory to God. You'll be able to explore the moon and explore all of these places. The Father has all these things in store for us as his sons and as his daughters. Praise God. Holly, praise God. Hollywood, I believe, has picked it up over the over the years in comic books as superheroes and Lord, you know, as the superhuman people. Well, that's really us. We're not mere human beings. Yeah. It shall be, it surely shall be when you will see who you really are. You're not just mere humans struggling through life. When Jesus recreated you, you are a new species of being. You are literally a child of God. Hallelujah. Qualifying to share in his inheritance. But again, Lord, uh, we're going to follow this. Follow, following your leading, Lord. When we line up with the Holy Spirit, when, he, when the Holy Spirit is dealing with your mind, with your soul and your body, you line up with him. You have that connection. The very power of God will flow throughout your life. And I'm telling you, when you're in alignment with the Lord, hell can it cannot even stop you. It cannot stop you. Think about the children of Israel, the children of Israel through the wilderness. As long as they were in right relationship with God, as long as they were in relationship with the king, nothing could stop them. No one could come against them. But the moment they begin to step out of agreement with God and begin to follow other gods, go into another kingdom, submitting to another king, to another system. The moment they created, the moment they, uh, um, the moment they committed high treason and they said, Father King, we no longer want you. We want to serve Baal over here. We want to do this. And then when they came under the other kingdom, then here's the wrath and all these other bad things began to happen. But as long as they stayed under the covenant with God, nothing could stop them. And there's a very pure picture of this. I want to show you this here in, um, in Judges, the 16th chapter, Judges 16. Looks like we're going to have to go another week with this, but it's OK. Judges 16 chapter. We're going to see this in a life of Samson. Look at this. You know about Samson. Samson was a Nazarite uh, from birth. He had a covenant with God. He had a connection with God. Look at verse 16, Judges 16, 16. And it says, and it came to pass when she pressed him, when, when Delilah continued to question Samson, when she pressed him daily with her words. Now, that's what, the, that's what Satan does. He tries to press you, tries to press you. When she pressed him daily with his words and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death. And that's what the enemy wants to do. If you don't have an abiding word of God, this battle is one of words. The battle you're fighting is one of words. The enemy is trying to press words into you. That's why when, when I told you about that medical procedure that I had, I had to have the word in me already because the tauntings of the enemy will come. And when he came, I had a word in me that I declared unto him and he had to leave me. Hallelujah. When Jesus was there in, a, in Mount, what we call the Mount Temptation, and the enemy kept coming after him with the word and Jesus kept firing back. It is written. It is written. It's 
it is written. The words are powerful. Words are powerful. Your words are powerful. When you agree with the foreign king, when you make yourself in alignment with him by by agreeing with what he's saying, you're going to have what he says, that foreign king says. But when you let your words align with the king of glory, you're going to have what he says. He says you're healed. So you say, I say I'm healed. He said I'm blessed. I say I'm blessed. He said I'm more than a conqueror. I say I'm more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. Regardless of how you feel, he said I'm righteous. I say I'm righteous. Regardless of what you see, regardless of what the circumstances, when you agree with the king, you will have the king's answer. Let me say that again. When you agree with the king, you will, you will have the king's answer. When your life, when your confession agrees with the king, you will have the king's answer. He will declare from, he's already declared from his throne. And you say what he says, you will have the power that, uh, the power that comes from his spoken word into your life. It will become a reality. Well, again, in Judges uh, 16, 16, it says that it came to pass when she pressed him daily with her words. Again, this is a war of words that you're fighting and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death. Verse 17, that he told her all his heart and said unto her, listen to what Samson said. This is so prophetic. He says, there have not come a razor upon mine head. For I have been a Nazarite unto God, separated unto God, he's saying, from my mother's womb. If I be shaven, then my strength will go from me. And listen, I shall become weak. In other words, if I forsake my king, if I forsake this covenant, I shall become weak. And what? And be like any other man. And that's exactly what the devil wants to do. This is why he does not want you to get the word of the kingdom. He does not want you to seek the kingdom, pursue the kingdom. He doesn't want you to pursue righteousness because he wants you to be like everybody else. Weak and defeated. Because he knows when you, a lion, we are a tribe, a nation of lions. Our king is a lion of the tribe of Judah. When you roar... He knows he must cower down and back up. But if you forsake your covenant with God, if you forsake the words of your king, you become weak and like any other man, any other human, just like anybody else. Let's look at this in 1 Corinthians as we begin to close. 1 Corinthians, the third chapter. When we forsake the agreement with the spirit of God. Now, I'm telling you what's fighting you. Of course, the devil is fighting you, but also your very soul is fighting you. Your flesh is fighting you. You're fighting years and years and years of, of, of training, of demonic training, of darkness training. Because here you are. Here's a person. This dear brother gave a testimony, and uh, this is a very powerful testimony. You know, he heard the word that said, well, even if you're in sin, declare that you are the righteousness of God agree with the king even while you're sinning declare that you're the righteousness of God declare you declare the words of the king well this young man uh, he was hooked on pornography for like 35 or so years so he says in his testimony and he said he hurt he tried and he struggled and struggled and struggled and he could not get away from that uh from that spirit of pornography 
He couldn't get away from it. And he, he felt so condemned and so, and so ashamed and all of this stuff. But when he heard the word that said, even in sin, declare who you are. Now, he was born again, saved, but still under the control of that spirit. Still under control of it. So as he was doing it, the word says that he, he wrote down his testimony as he was um, doing it. There he was in doing it and having thoughts and there at his computer, or what have you, in the process the word came up, I am the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God. And he says, first he began to feel like a hypocrite. This is, this is a lie. But that was the old man's soul training, demonic soul training. The word of God was coming forth. You are the righteousness of God. So he began to confess it. Lord, I'll do it anyway. I want to be done with this. I want to be out of this. And so he began to confess it anyway. I am the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God. And the enemy... Um, uh, you know, and after the after the very act and all of that stuff, he declared again, Father, forgive me, like he'd done so many times. Forgive me. I am the righteousness of God. I am the righteousness of God. And he continued to con confess it. Even when he had thoughts coming to him, he continued to confess, I am the righteousness of God. You know, that little that little voice became bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger in him, bigger in him and bigger in him. And slowly but surely, the chains of that thing was broken off of his life broken as the word came forth and broke the chains what happened he began to agree with his king instead of saying I agree devil I'm nothing I'm, I'm this and that. no mm -mm. remember when you agree with the king you'll have the king's answer he agreed with the devil, and he kept getting the devil's answer. But when he began to agree with God, he began to get the Father's answer. He began to get the, the word that Jesus said, and he began to believe that. Again, we have to agree with the Spirit. But when we do not agree with the Spirit, we, we can actually be locked out. We'll stop here for today. We'll actually be locked out. Locked out of spiritual truths that you were meant to have and to receive. 1 Corinthians, the third chapter. Let's look at verses 1, 2, and 3. He says this, and I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Verse two, he says, I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto ye were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. Verse three, for ye are yet carnal. Carnal meaning you are still living after your flesh, still following the desires of your flesh. He says, for ye are yet carnal, for whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are ye not carnal and walk as men? Remember, the devil wants to make you a mere man just like everybody else. Look at this out of the, out of the uh, New International Version, verse number three. I love the way. It's really defined here. First uh, Corinthians three, 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 uh, the New International Version says this. You are still worldly for since there is jealousy and quarreling among you. Are you not worldly? Are you not acting like what? Mere humans. But you're more than that now. 
You're more than that now. You are a new species of being that has never been created. God had to go through tremendous, meant a tremendous price to restore unto you the kingdom, restore unto you your dominion, your authority, for you to move in his power in the earth today. Tremendous. But again, we can go through life being saved. A lot of people go through life, say, I'm saved. I got my fire insurance. I'm not going to hell. You can go to heaven, yes, and live in ignorance toward the kingdom of God. But if you pursue the kingdom of God, pursue righteousness, all these things are added unto you. You begin to receive all the rights and privileges as a kingdom citizen. And just like if a United States citizen were to go over to a, a foreign country and uh, something happens, they can say, I'm a United States citizen. You don't do that to me. Because my government will back me up. Remember when Paul, too, when Paul was thrown in jail, um, Paul and Silas, when they were thrown in jail because they had uh, cast the devil out of that young woman uh, and her masters were upset about it and they and they had them beaten and put in jail and they were going to execute them the next day. Remember while they, were in, while they were in jail, they had a great big jailhouse rock, right? They praised God at midnight and their, their, the prison doors were open and their bands were loose and all that stuff. The jailer came in and fell down on his knees and just repented and brought Paul and Silas out and took, and took Paul and Silas to his house. And everybody in, the, everybody in the jailer's family was saved. They all got baptized. So those rulers that uh, put Paul and Silas in prison they found out that Paul was a Roman citizen. And they knew that they did not handle him properly and that Rome was going to come and deal with them because they, had, they didn't realize that they were Roman citizens at the time when they did this to them. So Paul said, uh-uh, you know, hey, I'm a Roman citizen. Y'all need to come down here and apologize to me yourself and deal with this whole thing because Paul was backed up by another government, even an, even an earthly government. But by the same token, you're not just anybody. You're a son or a daughter of the king. Remember, when they bless you, your father blesses them. The kingdom blesses them. When they curse you, the kingdom curses them because you are part of another kingdom. So receive your kingship of you ladies or your queenship if you like receive the reign receive the authority receive the rule you must occupy until your king comes occupy does not mean just sit around doing nothing but it means it's actually a military uh, term meaning make this place habitable or suitable for the coming king take dominion here take authority here because the time is coming i pray that you receive the word of god today Father, we thank you for the words you've given. And Father, I pray that you would continue to give us revelation and wisdom concerning the kingdom of God and concerning your righteousness. Father, may we, may we all repent, repent, and may our minds change from the, that of darkness unto light. And Lord, I pray that through these series of messages and throughout the week that you would continue to deal with your people, letting them know who they really are in you. And Lord, I pray for supernatural experiences that they will have with your kingdom. 
And Lord, I pray that their conversation, that their confession will line up with what you have said, with your decrees, your edicts, your laws. They will line up and they will receive your answer. Lord, we give you praise today. And I declare your blessings upon your people, your kings, your queens. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Lord. Amen. God bless you all. In Jesus' name. All right, give the Lord a hand of praise. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.